I'm Meredith. I was a past metal music director, music director twice, and program director. How did you get involved in Bearcast? I'm fairly certain it was um, during one, like first year hearing about, I don't know, volunteering with the studio and just helping out. And I'm sure it was like one of those introductory classes to e-media. But yeah, I think it was in there. They mentioned like, oh, there's this thing called Bearcast. And if you're interested in getting involved and uh, one of my high school buddies just so also happened to be um, in the same program, he was interested in doing a show or doing something. And so he and I joined. So the way that I would say Bearcast impacted me the most is that it gave me an opportunity to be a leader during a time that, in, and in a space that I was uncertain if I could do, if I could lead. Um, and so it was actually one of the first real adult experiences that I had being in a leadership opportunity. Um, you know, I do look back at that time and I think about, I progressed to being a product manager in my, in my career. And part of that is looking at what management, what are, who are my stakeholders? What is my budget? Who do I need to connect with? What is my communication? And all of that is consistent with what this role also gave to me um, and gave me an opportunity to test out my, my fledgling skills to, to get to where I was. And so that's really one of the biggest, most profound impacts is that it gives you an opportunity to um, hone in your skills as a leader and, and continue to develop, to be creative, you have to be purposeful. It is not enough to just have ideas. You need people to help figure out how those ideas are going to come together and grow. And part of that is having the discipline to be organized about what you're going to do. If you're in e-media, you're well aware is you're doing video or audio production. There, there are very definitive actions that you need to take. I need to record things. I need to figure out what flow they're going to happen in. I need to then figure out not only after I record them, but then how am I going to slice and dice and bring it all together to create this vision that I have. And all that is very purposeful. Uh, and it takes a lot of time management and a lot of self-management of what you're going to do. So the biggest thing I would recommend and focus in on are those management, self-management skills. And like I said, it's not enough just to have ideas. Everyone has ideas, which is fabulous. But to execute on them, you need to have discipline. There's more to e-media than just the creative side. And I often think about my brain in two different halves and I'm constantly fighting to address both of them. And how do I maintain that level of sanity of like, I just wanna go off and create and do different things. And I have found an outlet for that. But then on the other side, I have my business acumen and how I'm very type A in some ways. And it's very helpful to, to bring both things together. I graduated in 2007 with the eMedia Bachelorette. So today I am a privacy program manager at Cincinnati Bell. Um, I am very interested in maintaining people's privacy and making sure it is secure and giving people the opportunity to have more control over what information not only do they provide us, but then um, how do they modify it and ensure that if they don't want to provide us, that they, there are also mechanisms in place to allow that to happen. So I'm, I'm focused on legislation, global and local. Um, and I, uh, I really just have a passion for privacy right now. It's a big business <laughs> that's going on. So actually, I wanted to go work at NPR. 
I thought it was the bee's knees to go work at NPR and like be part of that, giving back to my community and being involved and and just being a part of public radio. So actually I did an internship at um, WVXU WGC and then I did one at WCET. Um, towards the end of, I did the WCET one sec secondly. They actually hired me on um, and I was making a certain amount of money. During my college career, I always worked 40 hours. It was at, always at like multiple jobs, but at least 40 hours a week to sustain the college lifestyle. So um, I happened to get a really great opportunity working on the Cincinnati Bell Zoomtown uh, internet help desk at the time, which was located here in Cincinnati because of friends. And um, I was doing that. Well, interestingly enough, I was making double that at um, the internet help desk than what I was making at WCET. And then that's when I realized this isn't for me. I, I need, <laughs> I don't wanna live the nonprofit lifestyle. I want to help it. So um, that is where I got into um, technology. And from there, um, kind of on down the line, my internet job, my support help desk job went away. It actually migrated to somewhere else. I stayed with the third party who I was actually working through, not through Cincinnati Bell. Through there, I have found great opportunities to um, work on other help desks and do and find project management. And so I found project management and um, got certified, um, came back to Cincinnati Bell and had been a project manager as in a title in one way, shape or form uh, leading up to 2020. And actually in 2020, I, in January, I made the switch over to privacy. So privacy is still fairly new for me, um, though it is fun and I have a passion for it, but project management will always be in, in my heart. Yeah. So my favorite thing about my job right now from the actual privacy standpoint is I work with amazing people, some just amazing talent, and I have wonderful mentors, whether they're official mentors or people I just have an, op you know, an opportunity to get access to. And so while I love the work that I do, and I really enjoy problem solving and looking at how do I apply law and make it actionable and like help our internal teams apply that to what they're doing in their work or just being aware of um, what applies to them. I love working with the people that I have access to. And um, I've been at Bell in one way, shape or form for 11, 12-ish years. And um, I'm very lucky to have the relationships that I have. People stay for the people. And, and I am definitely representative of that. So it's it's a wonderful opportunity. And I, I love, I love the people there. Um, something I could do without. <laughs> a thing I could do without. Um, you know, right now, there's a lot of, un, you know, there's some uncertainty. Cincinnati Bell is actually being acquired. And um, there's just a little bit of uncertainty. And of course, I could always do without uncertainty as someone who likes to plan things. But, you know, life is not without uncertainty. So you get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And uh, that's where I land. One of my favorite memories had been going to the College Music Journal Conference. So uh, I started in eMedia. I was a five-year student. I started in 2002. Um, and I went for five years. And when I became a director, there were opportunities that Dr. Owens gave us to go um, to New York is where this conference was held. 
And yeah. And so um, I got to go twice as music director and program director. I think so. And um, that was a really unique and uh, um, very independent kind of fun uh, event. Uh, not only because it gave an opportunity to go and travel with my teammates on the board, but also um, getting out there in the public space and getting to meet other college students who were like-minded or wanted to, um, you know, see what was going on in the music biz at the time. And how does it really work? Because unless you have some doorway into what does the music biz really look like, and it has significantly changed since uh, I went to that conference, but um, that was probably one of the best times, getting to know the people um, and getting like a realistic view of here's what the music business looks like right now. Um, and here's where the artists are and how do they promote and sell themselves and how do you get promoters and your labels to sell and distribute your, your uh, music. One of those super cool parts is that they had different uh, concerts going on every night of the conference in different boroughs. And so you got to go travel to the different boroughs and different venues to go see. It was amazing. You know, I do look back on these years very fondly. I haven't been in the studio or like what I recall is the hole in the wall of the office. Like <laughs> I have slept in that office before way back when, right? Like what director doesn't at some point. I almost wore my Bearcast shirt. I still have it or at least one of them because as a director, you get so many, right? <laughs> I could go get it, but I'll refrain. So um, as far as like, where have you guys seen your trajectory in like your audience? How like online radio was such a new thing and still not taking on. How, how have you seen your audience grow? I think one of the biggest things that we've done is we, cause we can't really be in the studio or at least it wasn't, it didn't make logistical sense to be in the studio every day for radio shows. So my dad is super into podcasts. And so I brought it to Dr. Owens and to Gavin, who's our, I call him our radio guy. That's not actually his title, but I call him the radio guy. And I was like, what if we did podcast shows instead and people just recorded them from home? Maybe the quality is not going to be, you know, top tier, but you can record a pretty good podcast from home without having fancy equipment. And I was like, and that would be a way to still do radio, but podcasts are taking off. And so that I think has been the biggest like initiative kind of that we've done. We started that last semester, but we're doing those this semester as well. I think that's been the biggest kind of adjustment that we've seen. And I feel like that's actually what's gotten people because people hear podcasts and they actually do perk up a little bit because I pitched it to a group of business students. I'm a, basically a TA for a group of honors business students. And I only managed to get one to do a podcast, but I just know that a bunch of them actually heard podcasts. They're all like, where? I think this semester we're really focusing on implementing last semester, even with classes. I think we were all kind of like, how do we, how do we do this? Like, how do we do this whole virtual thing? And I think this semester we're really focusing on, okay, we know how to do it. What do we want to do with it? Like the first semester once COVID started, it was a lot of adjusting and it was a lot of like online meetings. But, you know, in the earlier times of it, we weren't sure like what precautions we really needed to like stay safe. We just started um, filming like little promo ads for local businesses. Um, our video director, Ethan, is doing that. But we've learned like 
how many people there can be, what kind of precautions you need to take in order to do things in order to make it so that, like, I feel like a big appeal for BearCast is like, come here if you're interested in this and here's your opportunity to actually build those skills so that you can use that when you graduate and have those skills for your own future. So a big part of it is like having the hands-on experience. So it's been a lot of trying to figure out how to do that again now that we're not meeting in person. The podcasts have been doing really well, just like the same kind of content, just in a form that's more accessible to these people that are already listening to podcasts. But definitely when the studio opens back up, we will be getting back to radio shows as well because we can't let that die. Absolutely. Um, I think it'll just be a healthy mix of both because we definitely do have people that are way more interested in radio shows. Like I had a radio show with my best friend before our podcast, and it was a totally different experience to what the podcast is. The radio show's are like some of my best memories. You go in in the morning, you have your coffee, you're dancing around with your best friend. So we definitely will be integrating both of them. Thank you so much for meeting with us and answering all of our questions. It was just so wonderful to talk to you. And um, we're very excited to put this all together. Absolutely. All right. Bye, ladies. You have a great day.